So, welcome back to our next episode of the Let's Chat Derbyshire podcast. I'm Luke and I work in the Public Health, Mental Health and Suicide Prevention team. We hope you're doing well and today we're really lucky to be joined by Joe Hall, one of our consultant clinical psychologists. Today we'll be talking uh, around self-care limitations but also answering your questions around talking therapies. If you've not already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We've included some questions on there. So if anyone does have any other questions uh, around talking therapies, then we'll more than happily answer them on uh, social media. So just before we start, we'd like to ask our guests how they're doing out of 10. So Joe, how are you doing out of 10 today? Um, I'm going to give it an 8. That's good. I that did... is strong. <laughs> Uh, I went boxing last night. Amazing. Uh, and uh, there's nothing like a bit of boxing to lift the mood, I have to say. <laughs> At least you got that out because uh, I don't want to be going home with any black eyes. So I'll, I'll be nice, don't worry. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. That's great. So we're going to start off just talking around some talking therapies. So earlier on in the week, we put some questions on our social media asking people just to DM us or email us around any questions they may have. So the first question is, you know, what is talking therapy and how, how can it help someone? So talking therapy is, it's all about kind of a psychological treatment. So you would be there with somebody that's trained to talk to you about really whatever kind yeah. of is important to you. So it's a really broad kind of range of things. But the whole the key thing is that it's someone that's trained in providing that support. And it's all about kind of a psychological approach to yeah. treatment as opposed to kind of a physical treatment yeah, I suppose. Yeah. That's great that's really good. So who can have talking therapy is there any age requirements is it free or how would someone you know, access it? So most people could have talking therapy okay. Um there is so there's lots of different kind of programs and schemes so yeah. one of the main kind of national ones kind of NHS talking therapies that's for kind of more kind of common mental health problems, so anxiety okay. and depression. Yeah. So what what could evidence based therapy be if someone was thinking, oh, it might might help me? What would that look like for them? So I guess there's a few things. So when we say evidence based therapy, what we're talking about is there is kind of a lot of research that's gone on to say actually if you've got this particular problem, so this type of anxiety, mm-hmm. there's a lot of evidence from a lot of different people that this approach could be helpful. Yeah. So that the therapist isn't just guessing what might help you. They're using what research would say yeah. could help you. So that could be for some problems, but not every problem, cognitive behavioural therapies, so yeah. maybe CBT you might have heard of. There are some other treatments, things like EMDR, that are quite useful for people okay. with trauma. Yeah. So depending on what your difficulty is or the thing that you really want to focus on, there'll be something that could be in yeah. the evidence base for you. That's good. And if you go to kind of for talking therapies, mm you'll have an initial assessment and they'll work out, you know, what's the thing that you really want to work on together? And then if so, what type of treatment might be the right one for you? That's good. So it's not a one-shoe-fits-all approach, really, then it's looking at the person as an individual and finding what's best for them. Absolutely. So somebody might have had one type of treatment and it may not have quite worked for them and it might be they want to try a slightly different approach. That's really common. That's great. If someone's interested in accessing it, some people may want to... Uh, speak to someone in person or on the phone or maybe uh, over a computer how does talking therapies work is it 
everything's over the phone or is there options to it be on the phone or in person? There's options, so absolutely. Right. So you're right, some people prefer face-to-face, yeah. some people feel much more comfortable uh, online, yeah. maybe because of their mental health difficulties yeah. actually leaving the house is tricky at first, so they might find online easier. Yeah. For many people, telephone works best, that's more convenient. Yeah. So all the different providers should pro- provide different ways that you have therapy. It's about kind of working out what you want. Really some people good. have it individually. Some of the providers will offer yeah. group therapy. That's good. So, yeah. you know, and a range of things can be different for people. Some people might think, oh, I wouldn't want group yeah. therapy. But for many people, despite maybe not wanting it initially, in my experience, a lot of people will say, actually, that was really helpful, really helped me other yeah. people in the same boat as me. That's great. Actually kind of makes me feel a little bit less alone. Yeah. So, again, different things work for yeah. different people yeah, yeah, at yeah. different points in their lives. Yeah, I think that's great. It's looking at it as a, a person approach rather than it just, you know, being everyone needs the same help and it doesn't work like that. I think just for people listening, um, I guess we can just say uh, we've mentioned evidence base a lot, haven't we? Um, and I think within public health and the NHS, everything we do is led by evidence. So that could be research into something. It's not uh, someone just thinks of an idea and runs with it. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to sort of exp- explain why we yeah. keep saying evidence, because it's our whole approach. We need to make sure, I guess, what's being done is guided by some research or something that shows that it does work. Um, so it's good that the evidence is showing that actually there's a range of options available to people. Yeah. do work um and it's great that if someone went into one uh avenue but then thought mm, this isn't working for me there's always you know other doors isn't there for them to access and perhaps another important thing to say so you've got the um kind of nhs talking therapies okay. which anyone can access yeah. but there are also other ways of getting therapies so if you've got a particular problem um there might be a local charity that offers counseling yeah. around some particular problems so Correct me if I'm wrong, I saw so if someone maybe may not be well enough to look themselves, family members can refer in with the person's permission, can't they, or support yeah. support them to go Absolutely. through that process. Yeah, so again, t- to kind of access therapy, yeah. um, you can self-refer. So Great. kind of NHS talking therapies, you can go on the computer, yep. you can send a, a form of interest, you know, expressing form yeah. of interest on there, you can ring them up and just do that yourself. But let's say you know someone in your life that maybe that feels a really big step forward, but they yeah. do want the therapy and they've said, yes, I agree to it. You could sit together and do that. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. So, so if someone themselves or, you know, maybe it's some, someone's family, how would they go about accessing it then? Would Like you said, is it is the form just online or can they ring up or is I guess both? Is yeah, it? you can ring up. Uh, there's online forms yeah. oh great that's really good i guess what we're in the description then we'll put some links in we'll put the telephone number in um just so people can find it a bit easier absolutely we'll put a link into the emotional health and well-being website as well i think so if anyone thinks maybe this isn't for me yeah there's other options and like you said there's you know more local providers that can offer something else that may be more suitable yeah so it's things like bereavement support support with particular kind of issues or experiences of yeah. abuse for example so there's a whole range of things where people might think actually i want to go to an organization that really specializes in therapy yeah. for that particular really you know, experience so talk a lot about accessing it but i think making that first step can be really daunting for someone i know when i was struggling just getting to that point of wanting to get help or having the confidence to ask for it there's still a lot of stigma i think around talking therapies 
Um, if, I think, don't think anyone should feel ashamed needing needing to get support. Um, so once someone's made that first step, what can they expect maybe from that initial appointment? So usually at the beginning, you would have a sort of assessment mm. with someone that might be over the phone, that might okay. be in person. At that assessment, the therapist will be trying to find out about your situation to work yeah. out you know what what experience have you had maybe what therapies have you tried before how do you kind of process the world to try and work yeah. out how they can best help you so they will ask quite a lot of questions in that first appointment mm. but let's say they ask you something you think i don't feel ready to talk about that i don't want to talk about that okay. you're absolutely in control and you can say i, I don't want to talk about that yeah. so one of the things people often say to me is you know, I'm going to have to say everything, you know, therapy is all about, you know, yeah. kind of sit on the couch and say it all. And actually, yeah. trying to really dispel that, you don't have to say everything. Okay. You are in control. It's yeah. about you. And it's definitely more than okay to say, I don't feel that I'm ready to talk about that right now. That's really so good just to know. know that. Um, but that aim of that first session will be to try and get an understanding of you. Mm. So they can kind of work out, you know, what are the reasons for some difficulties you're having? You know, how do you tend to cope with things in your life and how can they use that knowledge of what helps you cope to really plan some therapy okay. for you that's going to have yeah. the best chance of helping you? That's really good. So after the first appointment, I, it can be really hard, like you said, opening up. Um, if someone doesn't have anything to say um, or they may not have the confidence to, what what happens then, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really common one. So when when people come to see me, they'll often be really worried and say, well, I'm no good at talking about my feelings. I'm not a talker. Yeah. You know, my partner said I should come here. I'm not really sure about this. And we are trained to sit with people and support people to talk and to help people take their time. And everybody is different. Some people take a bit of time to open yeah. up. Um, some people would do a lot of talking, but actually maybe take a bit longer to really say what they're really feeling. So there can be quite talkative people that maybe still take a while to really start to open up and to feel safe enough to talk. The reality is, and I'll often say this is the first time, you know, that person and I have met each other. Yeah. So actually it takes a while to trust someone yeah. and that is really normal. And to expect someone to walk into a room or pick up a phone call and just say lots of stuff about themselves. That's a lot, isn't it really? Yeah. So it does take time and because reassuring people that, you know, take the time you need. As therapists, we're, we're trained to know that it takes time yeah. to help people to open up, but also to respect the pace that people need yeah. to, to go with. Um, and most people that say to me, oh, I'm going to have nothing to say, or, you know, this week I've got nothing to talk about, mm. generally we have a really useful conversation. Yeah. And one of the things I often say to people is sometimes when you've overthought what you're going to say, it's kind of not necessarily... It's impactful sometimes is when someone actually just sits there and just allows themselves to talk about what kind of yeah. comes to them. Yeah. It comes a bit less unplanned, but actually mm. sometimes the things they really needed to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think you wouldn't expect the therapist to be yeah. sharing a lot about themselves, no. and that can feel really hard. I think for people who might be thinking, you know, it seems a bit strange. I'm yeah. telling you everything, and yet you're telling me very little, yeah. if anything, about you. That's a really important part of yeah. a lot of therapist training. And the reason is that what's really unique about therapy, and I think one of the things that makes it so powerful, is that you come and talk to your therapist. You don't have to worry about me. You, The less 
if you, for example, knew your therapist was having a bad day, you might think, goodness, I want the best hotel yeah. you've had a difficult day too because you're mm. already not yeah. feeling well. So actually, it's really important that the therapist gets their support from elsewhere so they should have a good mm. supervisor who they can get their support from and that they help whoever they're speaking to know that they don't need to be protected, that they'll not judge them for anything yeah. that's said. And again, the more a therapist might talk about their own personal life it then becomes harder to be that person yeah. kind of who they need to be yeah. so i think that's a really different part of therapy from kind of having a conversation with a yeah. friend but it's also what makes it really powerful yeah. because sometimes if you talk to a friend people worry about kind of saying something that might be judged yeah. they worry about putting too much on someone and because of that often people you know certainly that's how i feel yeah. is i feel yeah, like yeah. i protect people in my life from things because yeah. I think gosh you've got a lot on your plate yeah, yeah. whereas actually with a therapist you'd have to worry about that yeah it's they not going to be a burden is it it's, absolutely not. they yeah. are there to hear it they can hear it no matter how hard that thing is and you know how much you think gosh I've never told anyone that actually yeah. that's okay they're the person you can tell that yeah. to and, and it will go no further which I know comes yeah. onto one of our thoughts yeah confidentiality yeah definitely I think it's just it's just safe isn't it it's a safe space that someone can take those steps to start opening up and interestingly a few episodes ago we spoke to chloe and we did some breathing exercises there um so if anyone does want to know how to control your breathing a bit i think it was episode three when we spoke to her so have a have a listen have a watch yeah we'll also share some bits on social media as well around managing anxiety especially if you're in crisis or really struggling managing those emotions can be really difficult i think absolutely so joe it's been great what we've covered um i think another anxiety or worry that people have is confidentiality you know if, if i go to therapy will my employer know will my family know will my gp know that who will find out really <laughs> um if you could just give us a bit around how the confidentiality works between the person and the therapist that'd be i think really good yeah. to hear so confidentiality is like the cornerstone of therapy mm. it's absolutely massive so really important your sessions are confidential so that means what you say to your therapist should not be shared beyond that therapy room okay. the only person the therapist may share details with but again non-identifiably is their supervisor because they yeah. they will get that support with their practice yeah. the only time that that's not the case is if anything that's said means that the person that said it um, indicates they might be at risk of harm or that anyone else might be yeah or there's anything which kind of contravenes the law yeah so in those circumstances almost always the therapist would say you know i'm gonna have to share this because yeah. of this so almost invariably they would tell you if they're going to have to but that yeah. is a very rare That's circumstance good. but yeah. that would be the limits because they also need to keep you yeah. safe and to keep other people safe yeah and that's Good again, it goes back to that safe space, but the, there is a line, and it sounds it sounds like it's a very clear line for. So when that is crossed, that's when Absolutely. you will have to take it a step further. But yeah. up until that point, it's a confidential space. Yeah. Absolutely, that's really good. And yeah, that's that's really important. So that all therapy training that is the app. I found this really useful person, and I hope people listening have. Um, if anyone is listening and does want more question and answer, sort of. Uh, time then let us know there's yeah. so many other topics we could talk about and we could talk about this this all day but I would like to touch on Chris's 
podcast, it will be coming out around Christmas. I think it's a time of mixed emotions for people, isn't it? Uh, it's a great time for some, but it can be a really hard time for others. And I wonder if we could spend a bit of time talking about the self-care of over Christmas. It's a very full-on time, isn't it? Um, so I guess I don't know if you've got any top tips really around Christmas of how someone can look after themselves and, you know, each other. As we know, Christmas can be a really hard time of the year, Joe, can't it? I think for people, even though it is great and has all this magical <laughs> stuff around it, it can be horrible for yeah. others. Spending a lot of time with family, uh, there's sometimes a lot of alcohol, you know, consumed and stuff. So what are a few tips I think that people can practice just to look after themselves throughout Christmas and into the new year? Really good question to think about. And, um, yeah, so many different things again everybody's different different things work mm. for different people some things that maybe are helpful to think about are our boundaries so it's absolutely okay to set your own boundaries in terms of your time yeah. your energy so for example if you know there are things planned day after day and you know actually for your well-being that's no good it's absolutely okay to say i'm really sorry that does sound lovely but i'm gonna have to say yeah. no i've got a really busy period mm. Again, in terms of kind of boundaries in kind of in the days, you know, let's say Christmas Day for you is a long day with lots mm. of people around and that feels really difficult. It's absolutely okay to set that time boundary and say, you know, I need I need to take half an hour out. I need yeah. fresh air on my own or whatever yeah. it might be. That's not rude, it's not selfish, no. it is you looking after you. Yeah. And that's really yeah. true. I think anything it's important I don't know. A lot of times when people maybe say that, someone's like, oh, I'll come with you. I think it's okay just to turn around and say, look, I just want to be by myself for half an hour. I'm fine. Yeah. But I just need some space. And, uh, and yeah, like you said, it's, it's okay to do that. Um, and I think, like you said, planning. If you know you've got a busy time yeah. ahead of you, put some clear time in for yourself. Make sure that you do have that time to definitely. look after yourself, definitely. And it can also be really useful to kind of, take a little think before the Christmas period what are your early signs that you are beginning to okay. kind of get get to a point where you really need a break yeah. because you ideally if you can catch that a little bit earlier for yourself yeah. you can also avoid kind of taking yeah. a bit of a dip so if you know that your sleep going a bit off track or that you for example you can't concentrate so well on the tv and that's a sign for you that you're yeah. getting a bit overwhelmed know those early signs and then yeah be kind to yourself think it's absolutely yeah. okay to respond to that you know yourself you know when you need that break and it's one of those ones where a lot of people at Christmas might feel like everyone's kind of dependent on them mm. and they're really responsible for it you know how it all goes yeah. you might have heard that phrase about putting your oxygen mask on first before for others and it's really kind of in terms of self-care it's totally okay to kind of put your oxygen mask on yeah so that you can be there for other people yeah because actually, if we neglect ourselves, and that might be in terms of for some people, you know, if, if there's a time of drinking quite a bit of alcohol, that can be yeah, very difficult for some people. Yeah, so again, definitely. it being okay to sort of look after yourself so that you can be there yeah. for other people. Yeah, I think, you know, the, normally a lot of alcohol is consumed. That alone can be hard for people around, but it doesn't fix the problem. If you notice yourself struggling or finding the day hard, drinking the extra few cans of beer and stuff won't yeah. won't make you feel better. It won't make your in-laws more bearable. So yeah. just 
acknowledging it and taking that time out and communicating. I think, you know, saying, saying, look, I don't want to to spend all day doing this. Don't go through it. Just try and bear with it. I think it's important to, like you said, look before, set those clear boundaries and communicate with whoever you're spending Christmas with um, because they maybe feel the same. (laughs) So, you know, absolutely might really help. And you like your feelings, you have a right to feel what you feel. So it's, it's okay to say, you know, I am feeling this way. Yeah. Your feelings are valid. You're, you know, someone else might have a different feeling. Someone else might be loving it all. Mm. But actually, if you're feeling a certain way, that's how you're feeling. You have a right to feel that way. Definitely. And it's okay for you to then respond to that. Yeah, and I definitely. think it can feel really hard to have a different feeling or different experience to other people. Mm. Um, and also, let's be honest, sometimes it seems like everyone's feeling yeah. a certain way, but they're not. Yeah. No, and definitely. It's quite an expensive time of year, Christmas. Yeah. People plan it all year, don't they? Saving up for it. How can someone maybe manage the money? But I guess more around the anxiety of it, the mental health side. If someone's worried about money, yeah. is there any tips or anything you'd, you'd be able to give? So it's a really, really common worry at the moment. And again, there's lots of different things for people to consider. So if you've got financial worries, getting help early is is a really important thing to do kind of seeking out the the advice Mm. for some people planning at christmas is really important so that rather than costs running away with them they work out okay you know this is how much i've got yeah i can spend and this is how i'm going to choose to spend it that might then involve saying no to things that are not on your priority list for spending so knowing again that it's absolutely okay to do it your way Mm. you know Christmas and the adverts can be very difficult to, to give an idea of what it should be. Yeah. Actually, Christmas is whatever you make it yeah. to be, and there is no one way to do yeah. it. Everyone will do it differently. That's okay. Yeah. And it may be really important, you know, in terms of managing money to say, actually, this is just this is the bit that's important to us. The other stuff, yeah, definitely, we'll do it differently. Definitely, yeah. It is okay to say no if you know your mates invite you to the pub, but you know anything like that. Yeah. You can say no, you can say, and you can say, look, you know, because I yeah. think it's a tight time for everyone. And like you said, it's your priorities um, yeah. and really making the most. And you make Christmas what you want it to be. Don't, you don't have to yeah, do it absolutely. for <laughs> do it for other people. That's it. There's a lot of pressure, isn't yeah. there? But it's about kind of making yourself important enough mm. to say, actually, this is, you know, I'm going to say no, or I'm going to say this yeah. because that's important to me or the people that are yeah. around me. Going into... I guess New Year over Christmas, yeah. it, it can really, I think, hit people, can't it? Especially in the New Year and stuff. Just before we finish, is there any sort of top tips going into next year around what people could do really just to look after the well-being? Maybe if they're feeling a bit down after that Christmas period, is there anything you'd suggest just to help people get through it? So lots of different things to think about. For some people, being connected to other people yep. is really important. So making those plans to connect with yeah. friends or people and being around people can be really useful. Yeah. Physical activity, moving, yeah. that's a real kind of mood boost. Just yeah. Again, even if you're feeling like it's the last thing you want to yeah. do, sometimes just saying, can remind yourself, actually, I probably will feel better for doing this. Mm. And, it, you know, the evidence is so strong. Movement yeah. is one of the biggest ways to improve our, yeah. our, our mental well-being. I really appreciate your time, Joe. It's been really insightful. Like I said, if people found this useful let us know if anyone's got any more questions maybe that we've not answered let us know and we can we can answer them on social media 
Talking of social media, if you want to give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Freds, that's at DCCMHSP. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. So thank you, everyone. You've been listening to the Let's Chat Derbyshire podcast. It's uh, been great being able to talk to you. And uh, see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.